Dr. Marta Carolina. I'm a pediatrician and I'm here with my team from Austin, Texas. Uh, we are here today to talk about anxiety, the separation anxiety, very um, common now that this is September and kids are going to school. They are going now in a different way than before. Some are still do doing some homeschoolings, but uh, some of our um, school districts are allowing uh, presence now. So we're going to talk about that separation. And of course, the separation anxiety of the little ones, the ones that go to the nursery school and they cry when mommy uh, leaves them there. So we're going to talk a lot about all these issues and hopefully we'll be able to give you a couple of advice. And so I'm here with Fer and uh, Veronica. Hello, ladies. Hi, Marta. How are you today? I'm doing fine. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm Fer. I'm the chef of the team. So I'm the one who provides the recipe for today. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy we're talking about... Uh, this topic because I think usually it's always an issue and I, rec I remember with my kids uh, when I brought them to the first day of the school uh, but I think after all of these months like we broke all our habits and schedules and everything the kids feel more homey now and especially the, the little ones who has to go to the daycare because the parents start working or some offices start open. So I think it's a very good topic to talking about. And I'm gonna give you the recipe at the end after all your advice, Marta. And I'm going to give the voice to Veronica. Hi, Veronica, how are you? Hi, Marta, hi, Fer. Good to see you again after, after a little break. So, um, as you know, I'm mom to three kids. I have a five-year-old and a five and a four-year-old who are more than used to go to school. But my baby girl, she is about to turn 18 months and she will start daycare very soon. The thing is that, as you were saying, this, the whole COVID situation has meant for her to be always in the house and she's always been like with the five of us. She's never been like looked after a nanny or she's never gone somewhere with somewhere without us so um now that she's about to begin um i was just thinking what will it be like will she cry will she not will she be just fine because she she's she's kind of outgoing she might be fine but i was just wondering about all these things and and well for some kids it's actually a pretty hard experience for at least a few weeks or months and they show this separation anxiety when their mommies leave. So I wanted to talk to Marta and Fer about this um, to just to help all these moms that um, leave the daycare in tears or worrying too much about their kids and to make them just feel better about living. <laughs> they are usually fine when we live, but I want Marta to explain to us in which age range this feeling, this clinginess, this crying, all these tantrums are normal and when they could be a hint or a clue that something else could be happening like bullying or something different. When is normal to see this reaction in our kids? Yes, you mentioned a couple of very important points there. And the short answer is three years old. Uh, uh, having this crying when 
somebody from the family leaves you, uh, if you are less than three, that's normal, it happens. Uh, and yes, one question that many families have is, do I have to worry? Do I have to take this child to the psychologist? Because look, I cannot leave, I cannot leave him anywhere. He cries and cries and cries. And the answer to that is, if it's recurrent and is excessive, and the child is over three years of age, and is interfering with his life, meaning that now he cannot enjoy, I don't know, going to a birthday party or going to grandma's house or going to the neighbor's house to play with the kids. If he's interfering with his life, then it's probably uh, an issue there uh, that we should probably consult with a psychologist. And we know that these things are genetic. In somebody, somebody else in the family may have a problem with anxiety because the separation anxiety is a form of anxiety. And some kids go to the point of worrying about their parents when they are not right there. They worry that they may die or they may get sick or they may go into an accident, even without an imminent risk. They are worried about that, and that worry keeps them from enjoying their day. Those are the cases that we really have to separate those and, and consult with a professional. And we have many therapies that are very effective in that case, like the cognitive behavioral therapy in kids, play therapy. Kids learn everything, everything through playing. So that is very effective in children. But like for you, uh, Julia, and for your kids, Veronica, that they're little, uh, things to wonder, to question yourself is, if the teacher tells you, hey, mom, you turn around and this child goes and plays with everybody and is social and happy and enjoys the day, then you have nothing to worry about. Is doing it for your benefit. Some kids do things for attention too. Uh, if she's doing, the child is doing it only with certain family members. It's only when grandma goes to take her to the uh, nursery school. If grandpa uh, goes or if it's dad or only mom and grandma. Okay, then we don't have to worry either. Okay, Because the situation at the other end is the same regardless of who brings you to school. So we know that the situation at school is a positive one. Uh, always, always checking with the teachers and see if they see any abnormal behavior or any abnormal interaction with other kids because the bullying issue like you mentioned we have to have it very present because it happens at any age it's sad but that's the way it is teachers are very in tune at identifying um i always tell um, parents to when you're choosing a nursery school go there go there and see what how they treat the kids how what the interaction is and who is uh, taking care of them. Um, so if you, you answer when you take Julia is that she is enjoying the day after she gave you a good cry. And the teachers say that she socializes, there's no bullying, there's nothing, and she's learning and she's happy, then don't worry about it. Then it will be up to you not to show too much anxiety when she does the crying. Because we talked about this before, kids learn from our reactions. So the, her action is the crying. And your reaction would be, what? What are you going to do? Cry too? Then she will think that, oh, maybe I should be sadder than I am. <laughs> Next day, she may give you a longer cry. And so if you treat it as a matter of fact, okay, yes, I know you're going to miss me. I'm going to miss you too. But moi, moi, bye. <laughs> then she will That's realize, what I do, it's a fact of life. This is the way it's going to be. And, and she will get over it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you mentioned, and it's very important, 
the behave of the parents too. So I think the kids feeling when we are sad to leave them on the daycare or we are anxious also to leave them in the daycare. Like we feel, we can feel guilty, like, oh, because I want to work or I need to go to work. I have to leave them here. And it's like a, some pity or some compassionate with the kid and the kid play a little bit with these feelings or mom's feelings. Don't you think, Marta? So I think the, the parents has to do a big effort to transmit or to explain the kids. Yes, the, I think the guilty situation is, is, is right on. I mean, we all, I don't know, Veronica, if the newer generations feel that way too, we are, you are a stay mom, home, uh, a stay home mom. But um, for those of us who worked when the kids were uh, little, I remember, um, and I remember my colleagues mentioning it, younger moms now that, uh, yeah, it's, you feel guilty. I don't you know if it's bad or what, but just human nature, you feel guilty. You wish you could be there, although if you could probably change the situation, you would still go to work, maybe. Uh, but uh, that's a normal, that, that is normal. I don't think we can make that feeling go away. Um, the only thing that we can do is reassure by visiting the center, making sure that um, everything is okay as far as we can tell. Um, some kids cross that line or they are about to, you know, when we say what is normal, what is abnormal. Some kids really cry for an excessive amount of time or it's like they, months go by and they are still not getting used to the situation because uh, remember, kids like routines. And so now you broke the routine of staying home with the same person and doing kind of like the same things. It helps if the days when they don't go to school or when they don't go to the daycare, you have a conversation, you bring up those little friends that they made, the good moments they spent playing at maybe doing activities that they don't do at home, just bringing up the positive. And a couple of times, you do it on Saturday, you do it on Sunday, a couple of times you bring that conversation in such a way that when the child thinks about going back to school, what comes to mind is the positive. And then they may go over, they may get over that transition a little faster. So that's a, a technique that, that usually uh, works. But uh, something that I, um, I have to um, say that in a couple of occasions, not too many, but in a few occasions, I have to recommend the parents to change daycares because it was obvious after sitting and talking to the parents and to the child, it was obvious that there was not a good match there because some centers forget about the nurturing part that kids still need even into elementary school you can't just drop that part and move on and more especially when they are in nursery school and they expect uh, children little ones to be like miniature adults and they have a curriculum they they have things that they have to do and they have to transition from one activity to another. And, and, and some kids are not ready for that. Yeah, so it's a lot of pressure. That, that, yes, that pressure translates into more anxiety and frustration. And they, they believe after months of going through that, that they are incapable of doing it. And that's not the case. That may be that the center is just not the right one for them. Um, so we have to, that's why, yeah, you have to look at so many factors when when it comes to to this issue but i am sure julia is going to be just fine looking at okay, her, I think, I think she's gonna be. I'm, I'm sure i'm sure the center will work just as it works for her siblings 
And what I usually focus on is on their look when they are picked up, not on how they cry when they are dropped off. Because that's what's telling me that they have a good day, that they have fun, that they play and that they're happy. Sometimes I sneak in the school without making a lot of noise and without saying I'm there. And I look through the windows and I spy on them and they are always playing and happy. So that helps you like um, know that everything is just fine when you leave. And that's, a, that's great. That is a great technique just to show up unannounced because um, you, you are unannounced to the center too. So you, you can kind of see what's going on. Uh, and now during COVID, of course, all these situations change. You may not even be Yeah, now I can't. Now I can't get, and now I can't get in. I have to drop them off and pick them up. But still, there's a fence from which I can spy on them, although I haven't done it yet, but I might in the future. But situation will go back to normal, and then that's a, a great technique to, to do, to just see, because they are little, and uh, you have to make sure that the, everything is everything checks out. And if you feel better, then uh, the whole situation is going to be made better. So, yes. So I have another question. Um, I usually do it cold turkey, as we were speaking before. So I normally just do first day, full day. But some people do, do like a little transition. Maybe the first they take the toddler for two hours. Then the next week they take the toddler for four hours and they keep on adding hours until they make the full day. Um, do you think that works? Is it more convenient? Is it really bad what I do? Is it not? <laughs> you feel guilty. You feel guilty, Veronica. <laughs> I don't know how to do things another way. I'm just cold turkey for everything. And I don't feel I can change right now. Like, she's my last child, so it's late for me. But maybe someone can change the situation for uh, their no, family. <laughs> I think that's a, a, a great question. That's a personality thing. It's a family style. It's the way you educate. It's the way you behave. And I don't think there's any trauma of doing it that way. So your kids are going to be traumatized by that. I am like you. I am better cold turkey than trying to. But sometimes the other situation, the bringing them, it just kind of prolongs the learning. But sometimes they do it for the benefit of the parents, the, the mother or the father themselves. They are not ready to just let go like this. So it's not for the child. It's just for, for the entire family. But that is depends on the family. Doing it slowly doesn't bring any advantage other than if it makes you feel better, go ahead. Uh, but um, I think cold turkey is great, just like for any other changes, you know, just like when you take away the bottles or when you take away, you know, things that uh, when they're little, it's better to just take it away. They forget after a few days. It, it, there's no trauma uh, assigned to that when they grow up. So I'm with you. I'm that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> and we so also I Yes, I guess I guess um, I guess being tired or feeling sick, not feeling very well physically, or even feeling hungry, um, it could make this separation anxiety or the tantrums or the crying even worse. So I guess our kids should be fed in a very proper and nutritious way. So that's why we have Fer here, and she's gonna give us an awesome recipe. Yes, yes, Veronica. A very one. Uh, this is the one recipe my kids' favorite. 
And I think every kid loves it because all the kids love potatoes, love cheese, and it's just um, cheese potatoes. So you can uh, make in the oven easily, you can make in advance, even keep on the fridge and heat in the microwave, and you can add any um, chicken breast uh, if you want to add to the potatoes or any vegetables if you want. So the ingredients we are going to need, and there are a few uh, ingredients, there are of course potatoes, a, a little butter, uh, cheese, whatever cheese you have at home. Don't complicate the recipe. If you have mozzarella, if you prefer American cheddar, if you prefer Monterrey, Jack Monterrey, Jack Colby, Manchego, whatever you have at home, use it. Just grate it and use it because we are going to need a lot of cheese, salt, pepper, and cream, whipping cream. If you have heavy whipping cream, perfect because it's the one who is going to help to melt the cheese and make the, the plate uh, really, really good. And also some bay leaves because we are going to boil the potatoes. So the idea is peel the potatoes, slice the potatoes like a one inch or half, between half and one inch um, wide and just boiling in water with bay leaves and salt. I'm not boiling the potatoes until they are ready to eat. It's just boiling them for five minutes. So it's like in the middle of, of the cook and just remove from the water. And meanwhile, the potatoes are boiling. Just um, grease one oven plate with butter, very well with butter, and just make layers like lasagna. So just potatoes a lot of cheese. If you like cheese and your kids love cheese, a lot of cheese, uh, salt and pepper, and another layer of potatoes, more cheese, until you finish the potatoes. And the last layer, of course, cheese. So when you just have all the layers ready, yes, take the cream and cover it, totally covering the cheese and the potatoes, because the potatoes are gonna finish cook in the oven, and it's gonna absorb all the liquid for the cream. So just place in the oven for 30 minutes, around 30 minutes. You can see it took some, take some color on the top and it's ready. So the best part the kids really love it is when they take the fork and all the melted cheese is make totally like needles. And they say, wow, look at me and they really love it. So you can use like a side or you can make some eggs. Even sometimes to make a variation, I put with the potatoes some fresh spinach in the layers and it's good to give them some vegetables because they are gonna cook with the cheese and the potatoes in the oven or just some peas on the top. If they like the peas, if you would like to add um, a little veggie to the, to the plate. And that's all. So you can prepare the day before, in the morning, have ready for dinner. And I think all the, all the kids love it. And now who um, looks like the fall is around the corner. We hope um, this plate is very comfort plate, you know, because you don't have to eat just from the oven to heat, but it's a very comfort plate. 
So I hope you like it and enjoy. <laughs> Very good. We'll try it, definitely. Yes, yes, and send the pictures. We love oh, yes, and we send pictures. There you go. <laughs> yes. I always do. I always, I always tag you when I share yes. pictures yeah. from the recipes. So I'm gonna remind all the subscribers to do the same. If you make one of first recipes, please tag Fer so that she can see your your good job. I'm pretty sure you're doing a great job with first recipes. Thank you, thank you, Vero. <laughs> yes, so I hope we you help uh, to spread the word and give us a like and get more subscribers. And we hope to have next week or in a few weeks another moms who can share with us their experience with the new system of the school, either online or homeschooler or alternative like some presence some online so um, i think we are gonna enrich a lot this podcast and um, have another point of view so i think it's gonna be really interesting so thank you so much and thank you girls hope to see you next week and thank take you. care take care thank you thank you bye, bye. you have a good week bye take care you too. bye